Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another sermon on Grow God's Light podcast. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you just to say thank you, Father, for allowing us to praise your name another day. Father, we thank you for always meeting all of our needs. Father, we thank you for our health, our safety, Father. We thank you for the finances, Father, that you provide us with to handle our responsibilities. We thank you, Father, for food to nourish our bodies. We thank you, Father, for your protection as we leave our houses and return back home to our houses. Father, we come before you today just to say thank you for loving us, Father, even when we don't love ourselves. Father, we ask that you continue to bless and watch over us in everything that we do. All these things, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's sermon is going to be on, Why am I here? What is the purpose of me being on this earth at this particular time? Why was I chosen to share in the events that's going on inside the world at this time why am i here to witness trials and tribulations obstacles devastations weather patterns why did god bring me here to live in these times god has brought us on this earth first of all god has created us god has prepared us to come on the earth and handle things that will come upon us on this earth. But first and foremost, most of all, God has brought us here on this earth to honor him and to share in the benefits of this experience with others while we are here on the earth. We get to call this place earth. When we are finished our journey on this earth, when we are sharing our love, our unconditional love that God has placed with us, with other people on this earth, our journey will come to an end and then God will take us to an eternity which is called heaven. We can only get to that eternity by knowing Jesus who is our Savior. Jesus was God's own beloved son. Before we came down here to the earth, God decided to send Jesus on the earth to witness all of his creations that he has down here for us. When Jesus came down here on this earth, Jesus was speaking the gospel. He was speaking the knowledge that God has placed within him to people that he came into contact with. Not everyone that Jesus came into contact with was receptive to hearing the gospel, was receptive of hearing the knowledge that God has given him that would show the people how to handle things on the earth. When Jesus came down on this earth, he seen a lot of things that was very disappointing to him. Things that he knew was not of the Heavenly Father, things that he knew the Heavenly Father had no part of, but Jesus was also educated in knowing that when he came down here on this earth he would see things of the enemy that he would not be very proud of so god allowed him to come down here in our place to see 
the things that we would also see, but we would see it in different times. So Jesus, when he came down here, he seen these certain things, and he seen that the enemy was making himself present in his company. Jesus knew that we would be in a spiritual warfare from that very point on. When Jesus came down here and he spoke God's truth to his people, the people did not understand exactly what Jesus was preaching to them. Jesus was preaching harmony to them. He was preaching to them to allow them to see that you will experience certain things down here on this earth, but his heavenly father wants you to hold the faith and knowing that God would equip each and every one of us on this earth with the things that we need to prevail, move forward, to prosper, to elevate, to get promoted forward in life. Where we would connect with God from the time that we are brought on this earth to the time that we leave this earth and then after we leave this earth, we would always be into a relationship with God. When we see the turmoil, the pain that Jesus has went through on the earth when he came before us to see the earth, then we should have a much more clear understanding of what we go through in today's world. You see, Jesus went through a lot for us. Jesus died for each and every one of our sins. When you think about the sins of the world, there are billions and trillions of people on this earth. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all have sins that we have allowed Jesus to come down here and Jesus also died for our sins. That's a lot of sins. And when you think about all the sins that Jesus died for, and when you think about all the turmoil and hurt and devastation that they placed upon Jesus' body, I want you to think about this. God, when Jesus was going through all this turmoil and they was treating him so bad, they was hitting him and sticking him and doing things to him that you and I probably would not have survived. But when Jesus was going through these things, God gave him strength to carry him through each and everything. You see, Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen before it happened. The Father equipped him to know exactly what was going to happen once he came down here on this earth. God gave Jesus so much strength that Jesus went through all the slashes and all the hurt and all the pain and all the mental pain and physical pain that these people placed upon his body. God gave him so much strength and courage to carry him through that situation even when they put the nails through his hands and his feet. Jesus still held on to the strength because he knew that the Father in heaven would ascend him back to heaven with him. Jesus, when he got on the cross, before Jesus died, Jesus had enough strength to say to the heavenly Father to forgive them for they know not what they do to him. That in itself, that one statement, to know that after you go through beating, getting beat down time after time and 
you fall on your knees and you have to force yourself to get back up and carry your own cross to your crucifixion shows us just how much God loves his son. It shows us that God prepared him for the journey. God gave him the knowledge to know you must maintain your strength. You must maintain your courage because I have placed my knowledge within you to know what you are going to face. But I want you to know after you go through all these trials and tribulations and these challenges that you're going to go through with these people, I want you to know at the very end, when you take the last breath out of your body, I says the Heavenly Father will be there to resurrect you back to me. That's heavy. That God will prepare his only son for death. You see, most of us, when we know that we are facing death in this life, we become very afraid. We are so scared of dying. Even though we know Jesus, when he died, that God resurrected him and brought him back to heaven, healed. He was healed when he got back to heaven as if nothing never happened to him. He was healed. So when we face things like that in life, we should look at Jesus as a reference for us as to why we are here and what we are to do. You see, when Jesus came down here on this earth, God gave him a purpose in life, and that purpose was to come down, preach the word, get all the saved people underneath of his heavenly father's authority. You see, when Jesus came down here, Jesus wasn't with the rich. He wasn't with the fortunate. Jesus went after sinners because God wanted him to get the sinners and re re redirect them back to God. God wanted to heal the sinners, not the rich. You see, there has to be a reason why God decided to send his son to redeem the sinners of the world. You see, that tells me that God knows that Jesus will be able to pull in the sinners because the sinners would be more interested in hearing Jesus' word. They would be more interested in getting to know God. They would be more interested in finding out the knowledge in the gospel that he would be preaching to them. You see, when you have the fortunate and when you have the rich, they idolize money, fame, and fortune. You see, so God told Jesus, when you come down here, I want you to go after the sinners of the world. Because we need to rebirth them in me. We need to rebirth them into my image that I have placed upon them. You see, sinners, when they come down here on this earth, that means that the devil intervened the very life, the very creation that God has gifted them. The devil came in and he redirected them towards his position. 
and he brought them away from God. So you see, when God instructed Jesus to come down here, he wanted him to redirect the sinners back to him. And that is exactly what Jesus did. Now, when Jesus came down here, he was preaching the gospel to his people. He was spreading God's knowledge. The fortunate and the rich, they didn't like that. You see, because the fortunate and the rich always takes over and controls the poor who is below them, that they thought was below them. So they would take control and they would have control over them. When Jesus came down here on this earth and he went after the sinners, the fortunate and the rich, they ain't like that. Because see, Jesus was getting more attention from the sinners than the rich and the fortunate was. What does that go to show us? That goes to show us that the rich, when they don't have the attention over the people that's less fortunate than them, they don't like that. They're not in control. They have therefore lost their control. So when Jesus is preaching to the sinners and he has their full attention, the poor, they don't like that. They rather them stay poor. They rather them not know any knowledge. They rather them not learn any gospel from Jesus. They rather them stay down on a very negative level where they want to keep them. You see, that's why Jesus came. God's not going to allow the less fortunate to be made fools of all their lives. He's not going to do that. He's not going to allow the rich and the fortunate to take advantage of them and keep them at a point where they have control of them. You see, we serve a God that would go after the sinners because in God's eyes, they hold a lot more love for God than the rich and the fortunate does. You see, that's the same way in our world today. We have homeless people, we have the less fortunate, and we have the poor. We have the rich and we have the fortunate. And the rich and the fortunate, they don't help out the less fortunate, the poor, the veterans, the homeless. They don't help them the way they should. You see, because they idolize fame, fortune, and money. If they was helping the poor worldwide, we would not have any people dying of hunger. We would not have people dying of medical care. We would not have people dying that served our country, the veterans. The veterans, they go, they serve our country, and when they come back to our country, we treat them like they're nothing. They lose their benefits. It's hard for them to get a job. And then they are living out on the street because the government has turned their back on them. You see, we're still living in the same times as when Jesus came here. So that shows me that nothing has changed. That shows me that the circumstances that we live in today is only getting worse. And then we ask ourselves that question, why am I here? 
You are here to glorify God. You are here to help God with his people. You are here to spread God's word. You are here to make sure that the homeless, the veterans, the less fortunate people are being helped in our world. We as human beings are brought on this earth with God's image within us. We all hold a spiritual direction, a spiritual meaning, a spiritual authority under God to make a difference in this world. But most of us, we don't. God is saying, change is here. He is going to change things in our world. If we're ready for it or not, God is here to make a change. You see, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, For ye are brought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That means that God prepared our bodies. He prepared our spirit for the spiritual warfare that we are now fighting. God has placed everything within you that you need to make a difference in the world. A lot of us who are equipped with the tools that God has, we don't work together to honor the call that God has put out to us. God's call is saying we need to help each other. We need to be there for each other. We need to support each other. You see, down here, everyone, or the majority I'll say, not everyone, is all for themselves. We people in this world, we get laughter out of seeing someone fall. It's a shame that we feed on people's downfalls or when something goes wrong with people. We take that as a joke. We talk about that person instead of doing what God is telling us to do, answer the call and help someone. But we don't do that. Instead, we downgrade that person, we talk about that person, and we do nothing to address the issue. God is calling us to change the circumstances of the world. And we can do that if we all work together to glorify God. Isaiah 41.10 says, So do not fear, for I am. Am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand God is saying when he prepares us for battle because we are in a spiritual warfare God is saying when he prepares us for a battle we are to have no fear because we are protected by the armor that God places around each and every one of us. So God is saying he has already 
given us what we need. He is already showing us we need to have no fear because he is here to help us accomplish the goal at hand. God is placing the call out to me, to you, to others to step up for him and make a difference in the world. Jeremiah 1 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, which means God knew when you were created in your mother's womb that you would be here on this earth fighting this spiritual warfare. He knew. So he equipped you in the wound with everything that you needed to make this happen. But a lot of us, we hold on to the tools that God has given us. And we allow the enemy to come in and divert us away from the tools that God has given us. You see, when you separate yourself from God, the enemy is sitting there waiting for you and he will open up the door and allow you to walk right into it. God is putting out the call to come back to him, to rebirth that connection with him so that he can show you your purpose in life. He will show you why you are here. Each and every one of us has a call. Each and every one of us has a purpose. Each and every one of us has a job to do on this earth before we go back home to the Heavenly Father. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Meaning, God already knows what you can do for Him on this earth at this particular time. God is just waiting for you to answer his call. You see, God, when we do something to honor God, when we are helping people with the agape love that God has given us in the first place, God will bring you good pleasure. You see, a lot of us, when we go out to help people, we think that we need money to go out here and help people. We think that we don't have what we need to help people. When you step out on faith, when you step out on faith, I want you to know that God will supply each and every one of your needs when he gives you your purpose in life. You don't have to worry about where things are going to come from. Because God is going to supply you with each and everything that you need. It will come from different directions at different times. You see, we work on God's divine timing, not ours. God knows exactly when you need it, where you need it, and he will supply it to you right on time. So you don't have to worry about those things in life that you need that would help people on the earth today. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you understand what God is saying? God is saying that you are worthy of him pulling you out of the darkness so that he can place you in his light. When God places you in his light, when he chose you out of the whole entire world to light the world from him, you will beam, you will shine, people will see you for who you are and they will know who you are and they will understand that you are called by God to do a job for God where there is no failure. You will only grow in God, mature in God, and you will propel forward in God. You see, God, he knows that you're royalty. He knows we're a holy nation. He knows that the job that he gives you to do you will be successful in it. We just have to have faith of a mustard seed where we talk to the Heavenly Father and we ask Him to reveal to us the tools that He has instilled within us to move forward. Matthew thirty-seven thirty-nine says, And He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That means when God is talking about love your neighbor, he's talking about everybody that you come into contact with. You should make that person's day. We don't know what people are going through in life today. You should, everyone you come into contact with, you should make it a point to make that person smile. You can make a difference in somebody's life. Somebody that you talk to, that you make smile, could be wanting to commit suicide. And by you just making that gesture, by you just allowing that person to laugh and to smile, you could be the very person that would stop that person from committing suicide. Your mission in life, because God gave you life, should be that you would allow everybody you come into contact with to feel 100% better than they did before you came into their presence. You see, this is the kind of agape love that God wants us to put out into the world. It is called shining God's light into his people. We get one life. Let's make our life meaningful and work together to restore God's world and to bring the light back into the world that has been missing. Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That means people, when they see you, when you come into their presence, they will know you are for God. They will know that you 
feel God. They will know that God is in your presence. They will know from the way that you talk, the way that you walk, the way that you share your time with them, the way that you give them God's knowledge. They will know that you are a beacon of light that is shined upon you from heaven. And they will want to get fed off of that information more and more because that light will be so bright. They will want to share in that light. This is God's calling. John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. God is saying, when you are called to do the work of the Lord, he will bring the abundance into your life. He will protect you. He will watch over you. He will direct you. He will give you the strength you need for the calling. He will have his angels watch over you. And he will protect you with his armor. All you have to do is answer the call. And God will take you to where you need to be. He will place you in your purpose. And God will explain to you why you are here at this certain time on the earth to do God's will. 2 Corinthians says 2.14 Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. That is saying, God will give you the knowledge, and when you go around people, they will know that you are the fragrance of knowledge that God has placed within you to place upon people and those people will place their fragrance upon people in their life and it will be a transition that will spread out more and more and more and God's light will be revealed more and more and more and the light will be restored back into the earth where God once had it. We will continue to fight this spiritual warfare. We will win the fight. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That means when God reveals the path of life that you are to take, you will know God's presence is with you and you will always feel the fullness of his joy. He will show you the pleasures of life that comes with God's word. He will open your eyes. He will open your ears and you will Carry within your heart a fullness of joy, a fullness of joy everlasting each and every day for the rest of your life. First Corinthians 1031 says, 
So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't take God for granted. Whatever you have in your life, praise God for it. Whatever it may be, we do not want to take God for granted. We always want to glorify God in everything that we do. God wants us to show him our appreciation. Yes, God gives us a lot, but he also wants us to show him our appreciation. And we do that with the things in life that God gives us. We show him our gratitude for it and don't take it for advantage. God wants to be recognized in your life, just like God recognized you when he created you and when he gave you life. God wants to be recognized. Please don't ever forget that. And please know you will not eat or drink. You will not have money for your finances. You will not have shelter to lay your head. You will not have transportation. You will not have arms and legs to walk. You would not have a body that would transport you from place to place if God was not in control of it. So please know everything that you have in your life is of God and allow God to be recognized for it. Titus 3.2 says to speak evil of no one to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. God is saying, stop wasting time on talking about your neighbor. Stop wasting time on putting people down. Stop wasting time on hurting people. You are to love each other. I cannot express that enough. You are not perfect and neither am I. We all down on this earth worldwide fall short of the glory of God. We are all here to make a difference in our lives. And that is to help each other, to show love for each other. Do not be mean towards people. For everything that we do down here on this earth, God is keeping a record of it and you will have to answer for it. So please change your ways, please honor God, and try your very hardest to live the principles that God has given us. He will show you the way to live your principles. Revelations 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. That means that God has created all things, including you and me. He has created all things. Please know, everything that you see, everything that you smell, everything that you touch, please know God created it or you would not have it. God is in control of all things on this earth, even the things that you hear. God is in control of that also. Do not listen to the ways of the world. Listen to God. 
read God's principles, read the Bible, quote the scriptures, read the word, quote the scriptures, honor God's knowledge, spread his light and love in life and help people. Psalms 86.12 says, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. Amen. That is saying, know where you stand in the presence of God. Know where God stands in your life. Honor God in your life. Spend time with God in your life. Know God in your life. Spread God in your life. Talk to God every chance you get. Ask God to give you the direction that you need. Ask God to order your steps. Have faith of a mustard seed to know that God has your back and he will watch over you. Know that God protects you each and every day. Know that God places everything you need within you to do the purpose in life that God has called you to do. This is why you are here on this earth for God. Well, this was a very good message. I thank you very much for spending time with me to hear the sermon that God has brought forth through me to you. May God continue to bless you as you grow in God. This is Grow God's Light. Until next time, have a very blessed and fulfilled day in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessings.